All right, children, welcome to another episode of The Lemon Squeeze. This is episode four, children, so make sure you go and like, share, and subscribe, and listen, and tell us what you think. I am so happy to be doing this episode with one of my favorite drag kings in the community, the wonderful, the extremely talented Miko Blaze in the house. Oh. In the beauty. I was trying to do a little sound for you. <laughs> Miko can sing, honey. Oh, yeah. I can't do this thing without my wonderful co-host, uh, Lady Camille Cassidine mm -hmm. and Mysterio Cassidine. Beep, 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 beep. Miko, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing mighty fine right now. Are you stoned? I am very stoned. <laughs> we love that for you. And I can do it legally here. Oh, yes. We it's can't that beautiful. It's legally here. I just want to say I'm personally very excited that you are here. I definitely feel like we were about to get way down to the roots of the lemon tree, honey. Okay? Oh, I love Come on. Uh -huh. Definitely about to get to the root okay. of it all. <laughs> but of course, you know, we have a fabulous show. This is going to be one of our normal episodes. We just got Miko joining us today. And the first scandal on the table is Nicki Minaj <laughs> and Megan Thee Stallion Here we and go. the hiss that made the pink dog holler. What you think about that, Camille? Oh, my goodness. This is like, as I, as I said, like it does, it is sad to kind of see two pretty prominent black mm -hmm. femme figures going at it. But if we're going to, Keep it real. Megan's not really barking back hard. No, she quiet. She, she like she minding her business. She mm -hmm. like I said what I said, and it is what it is. Have a nice day. Nikki's the one that's having kind of a bit of a crisis. Megan want to well, keep this, getting those Disney checks. This is baby. That I don't blame her. Say that. Yeah. Um. But no, this is what Nikki does. Like this is what she does. She's come at pretty much every rap chick that's been even semi successful. If they weren't kissing Nikki's ass the whole way, then she came at them. Oh, so, mm -hmm. you know? that's um, might be a pattern. And then Megan, you know, Megan is like a Twitter Instagram queen. Like mm -hmm. she knows how to respond. She's an Aquarius Megan, baby. Mm. Oh, she is an Aquarius. Yes, she is. But, okay, my Aquarius okay. sister. She's also an educated woman. Yeah. Involved. Yeah. When dealing with someone who is kind of a troll, like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> You know, you let them dig their own hole and then you just throw the dirt on top. Right? <laughs> and that's, that's what Megan, that's that what Megan's doing. Yeah, Megan's like, let me just write a hit real quick, because I did listen to Hiss and I listened to Bigfoot. Hiss is good. There's some bars on there that I'm like some straight bars. And she didn't even need to say no names. No. So, like it was just kind of like, ooh, like just I, I listened to it too, and it's like, where in that song did she say anything about Nicki Minaj? And why was she the first one to get because, about it? Well, because the thing is, there's a line, they ain't mad at Megan, they mad at Megan's law. Okay. Nicki's situation with her husband, who is mm -hmm. a registered sex offender. Okay. And her brother. And her brother, oh, also okay. a registered sex, sex offender. Okay. Like, it's common knowledge and was quite a big kind of topic conversation when this came out. So all of the people who follow Nikki and follow Megan know exactly what that line means. But as you said, as a true artist, Megan was able to just let it happen. Like she didn't have to, like Nikki went on that rant live. And if you listen to Bigfoot, let's be real. It sounded like she crawled in the closet. 
and recorded it right after his came out. No, mm-hmm. for real. Like I was just kind of like, what is her, happening? Her pop up studio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's like she got a little button like Batman and said, Studio open. She's like, I'm mad yeah. at this bitch. Oh. It was kind of like a little bit unhinged. <laughs> it I mean, was. She's she's definitely coming apart at the seams, I feel like it is weird because she did start it. Like I remember when Nikki first came out, how amazing she was, and like I just think it's weird that they can't both exist. Like why do they got a beef? Exactly. However, I will say this is a blessing for hip hop because this is very hip hop. These dis like this, you got to diss somebody because you got to be better than somebody, and this is hip hop culture at its core with two amazing women mm-hmm. going at it. So like, as a musician, I'm like, yo. This actually kind of slaps, like you know, like a like these they're going hard at each other. Mm. But I'm I'm sorry, I'm a stand for Megan the Stallion. Like I'm just like let's go. The one thing I will say that is messed up is that I was just reading about how now the police are involved because Nikki's fans or whatever have released the location of Megan the Stallion's mother's grave. Oh yeah, I heard, I did read about. It. I think that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah that's that the only side of it. I don't. Yeah, and then I was reading a Twitter that Cardi B's fans leaked where Nicki Minaj's father's grave is. Oh man, and I'm like, that's right. just and that, that's that's where it has to stop for mm-hmm. me. As I was saying before we started, is that like let them have their feud? And honestly, it is entertaining. It's I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna be the messy girl that I am. Let me tell you. You something. So I was good. watching every single Cardi yeah. B live when she was going, and they were yes. going back and forth with Nicki Minaj. It was juicy, huh? but it has to stop. It. It's their feud. Like, there's no yeah. reason for us as the fans to start taking actions like that. Okay. Yeah, like it's so that's, that. That's where the line has to be drawn. That's it's my their beef. Let them have it publicly who, if they want. Who is the girl that's booking her flight out to wherever Nicki's from, New Jersey, the Bronx, right, in Brooklyn? And going out and finding the cemetery and going out there, honey, these fans are crazy. Girl. Yeah, but like, like, like that was just in the plan today. We were just gonna go. Oh, what are we doing? Oh, we're gonna go have lunch and then we're gonna go swimming and then we're gonna go stop over and kick over Megan Thee Stallion's mom's grave. I mean, it's they'll do it. it. The some people are bored. Yeah, you know, it, it's just you, you ain't that bored. How can you be that bored? Some people understand. are that bored. Some people though. are that bored, uh, and they have access to be able to do it the hell they want and so uh, i mean i don't i don't get it i did see this one thing today that was real cute that said well, well not real cute but real funny that Nicki minaj is in her kanye era I swear my living room i swear my living room is tapped because i said the same thing without you did it. i said she's in her kanye era mm-hmm. and after a while we'll just stop listening to her like we're great kanye. No, yeah. No, like yeah and just wait on the good music because i husband. mean as much as i don't like kanye west i think he's brilliant and I will tune into whatever music he releases, like just legit, because I'm I'm always going to support my black entertainers, he, but the best I can. Nikki got you know, the same problem, Kanye. Me, they ain't got nobody to, to be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, don't do it. Just let it go. Yeah, exactly. Sit down. Have you some cornflakes? Drink the juice, Shelby. <laughs> no, literally, like all of Twitter was like, "Where's Nikki's PR person?" Like, like, get your face on However, why is she take her phone? I I phone down. I did hear the tea that. Nicki Minaj has already spent her advance from her tour. And so the doing the tour is going to be collateral at this point. So she ain't going to get paid. So she's trying to make a buck. So, I mean, strategically, uh-huh. because I've been watching uh-huh. Empire and, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. But I was like, all right, if I was working for Empire, I would beef with one of the biggest rap artists out there because I need streams. That's uh-huh. going to generate uh-huh. yeah. income. That's that income. brilliant. Mm-hmm. So like that, I... It's an interesting space for me to be in as a musician because I understand the music business side of it a little bit more. 
And I'm like, man, Nikki's brilliant. She's doing it for the streams. Like, it is smart because we went from being where you can just be a pure artist and sell your art. Now you have to add social media and mm -hmm. all of its, you know, branches in order to get what I guess I see. I it. mean, right now what's really selling, and you know, you got Blueface and uh, that, Kashan, you know, yeah. you've got Takashi sixty nine. Like oh, they oh. just made it up and hey. by being haters. And I'm sorry, Blueface yeah. 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 so many people that I do not like. <laughs> exactly. Takashi, yuck. Yeah. Exactly. Yuck. But John, yeah. <laughs> there, there is money in being the villain. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, yes. definitely. 100%. Oh, definitely, baby. That's why I always Tiffany New York color. My favorite. <laughs> oh color, my goodness, baby. my, my favorite, favorite meal. Favorite. High five on that. Pick a wall, boots. Which wall you want me to back you into? She, she <laughs> said. She said that's exactly what I said. Flavor of Love was you. fabulous. Mm -hmm. It was one of the best shows to watch. And when New York got went home, I stopped watching. Listen, because she was fun. They created Mean Girls. Okay, on that show, Nick, we grew Tiffany up Pollard. She was can amazing. You, can y'all imagine a special version of Housewives of like Atlanta where they put Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, like all the real the, Housewives of rap? Oh my goodness! Are we gonna get love the first episode? Celebrity. That might as well be the baddies. <laughs> you heard <laughs> the baddies with money, honey. Yeah, the, <laughs> the rap baddies, the, the, the rich with a budget, the rich, <laughs> right? The, the rich list. Go back to rich bitches reunion. I'm Mysterio <laughs> Cat today. <laughs> No, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you, none of them Cardi B, none of them with chips, tequila, and then, no, I can't see it. Them bitches gonna have guava, avocado, steak, yeah. potato, <laughs> and crystal, honey. And crystal. Rich bitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie to you, Nicki Minaj and Megan Thee Stallion is definitely, on the flip side of things, I just hate to see it, you know? Yeah. I wish that they could get along, like, you know, and we don't know. And I always say Queen Latifah and all these other our rap artists were different, but they probably had beefs. You just didn't see it because there was no social media. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I know Cardi B is doing yeah, a good thing, too, because no matter what, they're trying to pull her into it. I heard she's just got her a nice little contract with Nick's Cosmetics, and she's been promoting her whip shots. Oh, she exactly. said she ain't getting none of it. So Nicki Minaj, Megan Thee Stallion, keep fighting. We love it. I'm just playing. Yeah, steps, <laughs> girls. Like Megan Thee Stallion said, yes. Maybe I just gotta say one of the best openings to a track and advertising I've ever seen was Megan Thee Stallion be like, I'm just gonna start this off by saying, fuck y'all. Yep. I know. Yep. You can just feel her energy. That's yep. what I oh, said. I was like, so she mad. Yeah. I, I was I like, oh my God. Fuck. I said, I'm in. What is this song? You got me sold. I know. It just, you just, it was like Mortal Kombat. Come here. Like that. You said, I gotta clear my name on a motherfucking thing. <laughs> it definitely is. Like how she said that reminded me of my cousin right before she's about to beat somebody's ass. Oh, I know. Like, just, you, yeah, like I was like, feel. She angry. She like, y'all better quit messing with me. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. Well, I mean, I was watching a TikTok before we jump off this topic. I was watching a TikTok that was like basically explaining how deep that just that one ad she has where she's coming out of the egg is because a snake hisses as a warning. It doesn't yeah. mean it's going to attack. It just it's warns. just saying, hey, I'm peeping you here. I'm going to attack if you move any, more, if move any closer. Mm -hmm. So I'm like... And we the thought we behind this is brilliant. We know Nicki Minaj is not about that life. I'm not Nicki. I love your music, but you are not a fighter. Did she go to Juilliard? <laughs> <laughs> you ran fast enough when Cardi tried to snatch her. Any girl, <laughs> let me Cardi tell you something. Anybody who got nine different personalities they ain't fighting nobody. Honey. 
She, well, with nine different or maybe, maybe her think one of them would fight. Maybe it's Roman. Roman. Uh, no, my favorite tweet. <laughs> someone say, go to sleep, Roman. Go to, yeah, sleep. Go to bed, Roman. Roman's the messy one. <laughs> but she didn't invoke Roman when Cardi B tried to snatch at the Met Gala. Snatch, honey. So I just like, reach into I, I, stop. I just would love to see them not fight. But like Miko pointed out, it's just good entertainment. And yeah. I'm sure they everybody at the top is like, thank you. Because you just made us so much more money. Because the barbs are going to show up and show out for mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. We all know that. No matter what. They're going to come out harder now because of the drum. Mm -hmm. And then Megan, same thing. You know, whatever she puts out now is going to go up there. And yeah. meanwhile, Cardi B is selling whip shots and going to be on a Super Bowl commercial. Period. I just think now Nikki is in her 40-something. She's 41, yep. It's time just to raise Papa Bear. Isn't that the, her baby's name, Papa Bear? Oh, no. She's, she's just yeah. now reaching her, her petty age. Let me say. Uh, <laughs> reaching the point where she's got the time of day now. Oh, yeah. yeah, true. She's bored. You know, super she's still so talented. Still so talented. Still super Just successful. Navigating it yeah. very poorly. Nikki, shout out to you. You Everybody got to get roasted in red on the lemons. Mm -hmm. you know? I love you. Speaking of roasted in red, Oprah M Winfrey. I love Oprah so much. But why is these kids talking about they couldn't get no meals for the color purple? They had to take Ubers to Wait, get. Are, are we talking? Yeah, talking like Taraji. Yeah, honey. Yeah. Now I know Taraji has said something about this, but the other chicks said that they were like, um, I forget her name from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. Oh, Danielle Brooks. Danielle yeah, Brooks. she said that they had they had to share a trailer. That there were barely any food, and when the food and stuff was mentioned, that there was a few discrepancies where they had to call Oprah. Now, Oprah's excuse was, well, every production company has a budget, and this was their budget. And, you know, she said that she helped in the end. So, to clarify, she said she helped in the end. But what I'm upset about is, why did they even have to go there why did they have to when Oprah was one of the producers? Yeah, like what do you think about that, Miko? Mm. I mean, I I was I didn't know too much about it. I researched it last night, and I was just kind of like, you know, those are basic things that some of these actors have in their mm -hmm. contracts. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I was kind of like flabbergasted that I was like, Oprah. I think Oprah she's quoted rich. that yeah, she's rich, but Oprah quoted there's there's a difference between the studio and the production. I'm a producer. And it's just like, <laughs> okay. is it really though, girl? Like you got billions in the bank. What's what going on here? What is that even yes, there is a difference between the studio and the production because a production team can work out at any studio house, but each studio has its own sort of like, you know, setup ultimately. That being said though, it's a conversation of budget between the studio and the producer. Oh, that's why you have executive That's why you have executive producers because they probably have invested the most amount of financial or thing to it. And then that's why you have regular producers. That's why when you see a film, you'll have maybe a smaller amount of executive producers that are named versus a large amount of and producers. And he also, being a producer, would have received money had it been super successful. Exactly, yeah. Because they're blaming, also they're blaming Taraji for it's not being so successful because she went on and cried about being uh, underpaid. Well, yeah, un the unequal pay for black women in Hollywood, which, I mean, is a valid point. It's something that does need, I mean, mm -hmm. it needs to, it, it is ridiculous that, like, in Benjamin, was it Button? Benjamin, that, that's a good yeah. movie. Uh, Brad Pitt made, like, hundreds of millions of dollars compared to her salary. I think they said four million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so I just, I mean, I'm all for, like, that information needs to be spread and we need to say that because that needs to change. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, girl... You're in the game for how long? We you got to drop a contract. You, you like you're at the point where you're successful enough where you should have somebody 
making sure that you have your trailer, making sure that you have what you need. That's something that I've learned here as an artist. Like the contract is key. Yeah. If you want something to happen, you want to make sure it happens, put it in the contract. To play devil's advocate, though. I have to. Oh, sorry. Oh, Um, you're good. I I agree and disagree. I agree with the fact that someone of that caliber should be making, you know, however much she feels she's worth. I also feel like you don't have to take the job. You took a $4 million contract for Benjamin, but you should have said no. And then complained out your ass about the fact that they were trying to underpay you by millions on Benjamin Button. Yeah. Let whoever else take that role and blow up and do whatever. But now everyone will always know that they're underpaying black chicks. So now when that second chick comes behind you and takes the role, everyone can be like, oh, that's good for you. But you took it when Taraji said no. And that'll always be there. Mm -hmm. So I personally feel like, yes, get your money now. Like you said, drop a contract. I'm Taraji. When I come in the building, you already know how to come at me. Correct. Exactly. If you don't come correct, I'm going to politely say no. I don't care if you're Oprah. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're Bill Gates. I'm not going to do that because I'm worth more than that. You don't want to pay my fee, so I will not work for you. You can have whoever else is going to come in here and do it. Mm -hmm. So I don't really feel bad having said that. Because it's Oprah, I feel like it shouldn't have ever been an issue. Oprah should have been like, okay, sis, you're right. Let me just, let me Mm. pull some strings. Even if Oprah couldn't give her money out of her own pocket, she could have at least been publicly open to having the conversation. Mm -hmm. No, Taraji's not going to get no extra money, but this is why. But Benjamin and we're going to work on that for the next... To point out, because I'm sure you were thinking the same thing, when she took Benjamin Button, Taraji P was not that... Um, you got to uh, think about where her career was. That is what, so I get, like, as a drag queen, I'll speak for myself, like, starting out in a certain level, I was okay with a $60 booking mm-hmm. problem. Now, where I'm at now, absolutely not, because I've worked exactly. hard enough to get that kind of money. So if I was in her position, I would have taken Benjamin Button, but still, it's I think it's nothing wrong with her pointing out the fact that this man got... $4 million is almost a budget of a, a production sometimes, correct? Uh, well, a, little, so a lot of productions are much more now, but like that'd be like a like a cute little Sundance for a, a movie. A movie like, like Benjamin a, Button. A film, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so why is one person, a white male, $4 million? You all can take that pie and slice it in a certain kind of way. But then it comes back to contracts, like you said. Yeah. He probably had an amazing contract. Yeah. And that's that. That's why you have managers to negotiate mm-hmm. for you. It all depends on your talent manager, too. Yeah. Because you're also, you have to think about not all the proceeds of these earnings are going straight to the actor. Like, you also think they have a makeup team. They have, mm-hmm. they have Yeah. It's going to get spread and cut so much thoroughly, too. Like, there's a lot. But as yeah. an artist, that's also on you to be like, okay, what, who do I need Damn. to pay? And what percentage am I going to make back that makes this experience profitable? Yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I, just to play devil's, devil's advocate, like, we got to think about where she was in her career, where she is now. We also have to think about, like, she's not the only one that's been talking about. Viola Davis is well yes, known for sure talking about continuously being compared to being called the Black Meryl Street, but making half, if not less, than what Meryl makes on the show. So, so it's not a conversation that hasn't been happening, but this is the prime time to do it with a cast mm-hmm. of such strong female Black actors with Oprah at the helm Yeah, to set a standard for how the industry can and should change. That being said, I agree with what Mother said. Like, this shouldn't have had to be a question to begin with. Mm-hmm. If you're going to pull together this strong of a cast, you got to make sure you're taking care of them just as strongly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. But, you know, I, I see where you're coming from, Mysterio. At the same time, being an actor, like, 
like Taraji, for example, I was just watching an interview because they have uh, interviews about the process of the color purple on HBO yeah. Max. Yeah. That I, I was just watching today, and she, you know, she, she, they did a lot of them talk about like watching Oprah. Like we all grew up watching Oprah mm-hmm. to some extent, whether yeah. we saw her go from being a news anchor to having her own show or watching her get her own network and take over Harpo, you know, creating Harpo Studios. We've all grew up watching her. So if Oprah were to come to me and say, "Hey," We have, we, you know, we're going to do a ragtime, one of my favorite musicals. We're going to make a movie version of it. I'm not thinking of the pay. I'm like, Oprah's coming to ask me to be in right. this movie or be a be in the same age, yeah. boo. You know, so, you, you know, it is our responsibility, though, to be like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. But can we talk about logistics okay. first before I even right. get more excited about this? Okay. It is our responsibility, but we also have to acknowledge how green we are. Like, that'd be like me demanding more money from you mother for show pay right you having started out like no i'm just great to be in the, i'm just happy to be in the room yeah because this is what i'm for me what i'm taking away from it is i'm getting paid yes and it could be better at the same time too this is also a networking event so that i can advocate for myself in the future once i prove i'm not saying we have to do it this way but once i am able to prove that you know, I have what it takes to be in this space with y'all. Then I can start demanding pay, and that's why I think it's and I feel okay that. for her to speak. One hundred, you know, and but, I feel like that's a mindset that a lot of people go into it. Well, not everyone walks in with the confidence to say, "I'm not," you know, "I'm not standing for any of this shit." You know, I the way I try to do it is I get on the inside, I get become friends with them, and I let them know that I'm someone that they can trust, and then I bring my grievances to them of I like, "Hey, you know, I've I feel- experienced this." You know, but not everyone operates that way, and I do understand that. I'll say this. If I'm taking a pay cut to be a part of this project, you're going to pay for it in other ways. Excuse that me. Part. I asked for blue roses. <laughs> These are Okay, Valentina. Roses. Calm down, Valentina. <laughs> Calm down, Valentina. Thank you. M&Ms with the almonds in it, not the peanuts. Excuse me. I want all you know green M&Ms. Real quick thing about that. When I read this, I can't remember where, but... The reason that this one very famous band would do weird stuff like that was to make sure that the production team that is out there pays attention to the contract. To the contract. That's hot, though. Yeah. That's hot. Because then they know that they're going to hit all the cues and they paid attention to the details. And like I didn't ever think about it that way. And I was like... Because the writer's an additional to the contract. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good way mm-hmm. to do it, though. Because a lot of them, like Sasha Kobe, we know hers is... Well, she may have changed it, but hers was ginger ale and pre-rolls. That was, oh, you know, that's what she that's what she asked Fucking for. like a true pop. But like, yeah. right? But if you keep that in your writer and your contract, no one's going to really look through the contract because they're like, oh, we now know this is what they usually ask for. This is what they usually have. Changing it up forces them to read it because if it's not there, then it's clear that you have not read any of my requirements as an artist here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And usually you can even put a clause in the contract where if these aren't, these demands aren't met, mm-hmm. you will pay an extra fee. Mm-hmm. It's I, just, just, I, I hated that. Like, you know, me. Taraji had to do that. But yeah, like you said, I don't think she waited. She did it at the right time with someone like Oprah because, now she no shade. A lot of the time that a lot of people of color in, in, in the entertainment industry gets undercut, no shade. It's also about personal color. Yeah. Get to the top. And that's the other conversation that we have to start talking about. Because regardless of what Oprah said, I was literally a part of the production. Girl, bye. You're a billionaire. We know that if this movie does well, you're going to get residuals from it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if billionaires inherently ex- have to exploit somebody to be able to get to, to get billionaire kind of status. Yeah. So I think that's something worth considering that at the end of the day, Oprah's still out to make a buck. 
And it just shows that she wasn't interested in her cast because if she would have been, none of this would have happened. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's true. And I'm glad you pointed that out. Somewhere she lost her way. It's so funny because you would think it's Oprah. You know, that's TT. That's auntie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking we don't have to worry about like, girl, I read your contract. You only eat vegan. Not today, girl. We got a professional grill chef coming out. They're going to be barbecuing every day on set. Like, I just feel like they would have been set up. Uh, like if Maybe. you really do have like dire yeah. restrictions, Oprah, Oprah got would have enough been money to. I hired the company that makes your weight loss meals to only make food for you for but the next six months. Enough so money to can... have Gordon Ramsay there to cook for well, the you, well, that, I mean, I'm sorry, that'd be stressful for me as an actor. <laughs> the one thing, <laughs> the one thing that they should not have had issues is during the shooting of Color Purple was the amenities. Yeah, like yeah. that's the absolute the same trailer. Forget not even okay. I'm only making two million dollars while y'all all got six million, but I can't even get the M and M's that I want. I'm mad. <laughs> yeah yeah the whole yeah because i'm like you have oh to no get, that's yeah, and, yeah I, I, and i understand like as a performer when you don't have a green room and you got like it just it takes you out it yeah. takes you out of your performance headspace because you can't get ready and like i can totally see like wanting to like put out the best you can as an actor like I, if i were to be on the color purple i would want to put my best work out there mm -hmm. and like to not have the space before to really do your best work is a disservice yeah I mean, and that's probably why the film didn't do as well maybe oh I, absolutely i they, think i think the complaints alone killed it i and i will say no matter what the and 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 a lot of people say that Taraji might be blacklisted, but I will say this time, if it happens, it will definitely be a reckoning. People see what's going on now oh, yeah. in Hollywood and as like with all systems. If she gets blackballed from this, it'll be shame on Oprah. So yeah. I'm hoping Oprah will do whatever she can to make sure she's in every single Tyler Perry movie y'all can stick her in. <laughs> and I was, that was something else I was saying. Stop. <laughs> because no shade, Tyler Perry paid uh, Sissy Tyson, allegedly, I think she got like a million dollars for a role. For like just to be in in a few minutes, I yeah, think. yeah, it was so, like, like ten minutes tops, ten minutes tops. So they got them coins, honey. Black folks do right by your people when you're at the top. Do not forget where you come from because we. I think that's what's wrong. Yeah, with everything, it's like once people of color get to a place, a position of power, we forget how it feels and we forget to reach down mm -hmm. and pull our people up because that's how we get ahead as people of color in this country. Mm -hmm. We have to pull each other up so there can be enough of us at the top where we can make some impactful decisions mm -hmm. and changes were needed. Yeah. So Oprah, do better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do better, Oprah. Do better, Oprah. Speaking of better, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I love Lil Nas X a lot better since I've seen that HBO Max Just documentary. Me. Yes. What a brilliant young man. And family oriented and just a beautiful soul. Like when you think of a young celebrity, you think of party, hardy, hardy, mm -hmm. you know, cocaine, marijuana, everything. Uh, He's like so chill. He's an artist. Yeah. Now, I still stand behind what I said when we were watching it. Just because this is what he wanted us to see. I guarantee you that. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of hours of unedited footage that we haven't seen yet. He gonna wait until he turns 60 and he gonna drop that shit on him. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be all that stuff. He can make some money from it. Right. Yeah. He gonna be like, here go my only fans and my Fitters, porn and everything. Yeah. Remember the documentary? But like in the meantime, like, have you seen the documentary? Good old BT. I haven't. That was one thing that I was just like, I didn't have time to watch it last night, but 
I did. I did want to kind of hear about it. I talked to a couple people. It's about good. It. It's about so about, good. Yeah, it's very impactful too, especially being an elder queen. You know, I'm in my forties. Like it's seeing his elder. true reason for like doing what he's doing, and his the people, the fans, and he has fans that are like much older than me. Yeah. I think it's great that he's teaching people acceptance and like not being afraid to express yourself because he also comes from a country part of town like me like mm-hmm. i get where he's coming from you can't always express yourself like you can't be like how you dress daughter i think i love the way you dress i always admire the way you dress because i couldn't grow up doing it it was something that was scary for me so i think Little Nas X, like, I have so much respect for him. Yeah. Once you feel figure out, like, the reasoning behind his music videos, you know, this new stuff that he's putting together, it's a message. And, like, I've, like, the, like, I, for me, what he is showing everyone, cause we've been watching him come out. That's literally what his career has been. Mm-hmm. We've been watching him come out and figure out who he is now as a queer black man right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like i see so much of myself in like that so watching this documentary and watching him kind of like talk through the process of like just navigating all of this was like wow like you know it's it's, it's, it's that it's that feeling where it's like okay you know you're not alone but it's like relief that you're not you know you're not alone and how and how it's navigated but also it's so beautiful to see a black family a like real black Family. with love that they're like we're they were they were not perfect yeah you know and i i think we have this idea and this is something that frustrates me with pol- sort of like political correctness right now especially when it comes to queer bodies especially poc queer bodies is that i just wish we would give everyone that quote unquote don't agree with us quote unquote hates us a little more grace and when i say that not saying just take their shit but also, like, understand that the people that truly love you are working through a process yeah. of now meeting you again, in a way, you know? And I think watching them talk about that in the documentary so openly was just so nice to see. It was refreshing to see because it's like, yes, they're not perfect, but they love him. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're doing everything they can to make sure that he's as successful as he wants to be. And he's making sure he does everything he can to take care of them as well. And his nickname is so cute, Doobie. Doobie. Like, oh, come on, Doobie. You know, it was just so nice to see a black, like, a black family that had to adjust to queerness. I agree. Way. I love it. And also, like, one of his brothers came out as bisexual. Yeah. And said that through Lil Nas, he started to discover his it, himself. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I'm like here for Lil Nas X now. I'm at, I'm even gonna probably go to a concert. Oh, I definitely will. Yeah, I have to, and I'm gonna dress up as mm-hmm. gay as I possibly. Yes, yes. yes. Are you sure? I love. Don't I love be too it. far of a stretch, then, Willie. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Speaking of queerness, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm a gayest dress person now. Boo boo! I'm most a, of the time. If I go to his concert, I'm gonna be ego. Be like. Oh. <laughs> Hi, <friends. laughs> I'm like, yeah, you were to set the concert last year. No, but it's a great, it's a great documentary. I it mean. is wonderful. If you have not watched it, please. Just love that a lot of artists are now doing these documentaries about their tours too. Me too. You know, like Renaissance, Taylor Lizzo. Swift, like Lizzo. Like it's so nice to see that process as an artist. Like for me, it's just so nice to see that process because I get inspired by different things that they do that helps me with my artistic process. But it's also just nice to see why you created what you created. Like I'm always intrigued by that. 
Well, it's cool to watch somebody else's process. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't know. Yeah. For me, when I watch it, it makes me feel a lot better about mine because I'm like, oh, it's not that different. Okay, no, really? cool, 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 cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love behind the scenes stuff because it shows that you, they trip and fall and and take a tumble and forget the words too. It humanizes <laughs> them. No, literally, his documentary opens him being like, "I hope I, I hope I can poop because I got to poop." <laughs> like he was just talking about that all at the beginning. Like, I need to. Yeah. He's like, you know what? And no he was shame. Like, I'm thinking I should go. That's so right now. Cool, though. That is real because that drag real. queen boo. Let me tell you something. Before I leave my house, I even be late getting the brunch because I need to poop first. No, literally. <laughs> like, and that, that's the, it's like those little things. It's like, damn, they human too. <laughs> it's so yeah. nice, and I think also it's, to me, coming from an artist standpoint, Miko, all of y'all can say because all of y'all artists in here, it just it's inspiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes you keep going on your dreams and the things that you truly want for yourself in life because he was successful by literally taking something and making it to a TikTok. Mm-hmm. And that's how it blew up. Like, and it just says to me, it was like, just don't give up on your dreams mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to try stuff because you never know what's going to stick. That part. Like, I love that. We're, the we're, versatility. we're in like a new era where like literally you could launch yourself if you have the right TikTok that blows you up mm-hmm. or something or a reel. So like that's just something of like when you watch these documentaries, it's like, OK, this is actually something that can be tangible. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm I'm with a little bit of luck and hard work. So I think, yeah, it's definitely inspiring. And I think for me, too, it's just kind of like, OK, literally it could be any of us in the room. It's just a bend that uh, works depends on time of like yeah. when. But it's like inevitable and you just gotta try yeah because he said he just never thought he would be that mm-hmm. famous like for real right like i think he even made a video he was like catch me at, what a year said, i'm gonna come yeah i'm gonna he was recording himself he was like i'm about to drop the song dropped we're at like seventeen thousand views but i'm gonna catch y'all a year from now and literally a year later he's successful insanely successful. i think he got a grammy during that time no mm-hmm. grammy's not yet that was a few months after yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really quick, because that song was hot. And yeah. Planet. Can you imagine all the straight boys that stopped jamming it? And then on top of, of like, <laughs> Dizzy Ray Cyrus jumping on it? That yeah. was the... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. My brother jammed to it, too, but soon he's like, oh, he, oh bro, gay? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the song itself is actually talking about having an old boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Is Take it? my horse down the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till I can't no more. I don't think so. I Meaning he's got a he's shit. got a stable full of men and he's gonna take the oldest one. Oh Lord help me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you Love think the that's what it's about for real? I like, I like that's, what I, I, that's what I read. Had, the, the song had gay innuendos, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything concrete necessarily. Yeah, he didn't even address that. But no, oh no. Why why does he? Everyone's still streaming it. And people question if he's gay or not. She is a queen, honey. Yeah. She's definitely Miss Honey. Well, I will be marrying her. <laughs> I would go to that wedding. I love. Him. Oh, it'll be Dude, fabulous. You know, I love him. I think. I think it'll be a fabulous little forest wedding. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'll wear a red. I can see. I can see that. <laughs> well, shout out to you, little Nasex. Like I really, really, really love that documentary. Yeah, documentary. Come- if you haven't watched it. Watch it haunted. And just putting it out there, Lil Nas, when you come to Minneapolis, please look me up. I will show you an amazing time in oh, the city. Camille, see. Try and if you need your, a backup singer. I get your boo. I don't oh, have to oh, fight. Nico. Okay, Taraji, settle down over here. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I got to make my opportunity. I see. That's why your ass ain't making as much as you were. <laughs> I don't have to fight. I'm a princess. The princess <laughs> you just to me. Wait, honey, y'all. Just wait till the yeah, diff track drops. You queen, we don't fight. We you, be, you, be there. you be a princess. Yeah. I'm Jafar, baby. 
<laughs> so what happened to Jafar, honey? Well, he rubbed that lamp and got and he exactly got what he stuck wanted. in there for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I don't think it'll really be that bad if uh, I stuck in there for eternity. I'm gonna be the carpet so I can give everybody a ride. <laughs> oh, <laughs> welcome to the XXX limit screen episode. <laughs> anyway, watch the documentary. It's hot, hot, hot. Yes. Check also, it out. shout out to our sponsor. Flip phone events. If you have not been to a single flip phone event, check it out. We have some amazing drag brunches where we work with some amazing talent and we do some amazing things. Shout out to Stone Crazy. Hey, fabulous folks, get ready to sparkle and shine because we got something special for you at Stone Crazy, where rhinestones meet a whole new level of fabulousness. Picture this. Dazzling rhinestones, high-quality glass, and resin that'll make your creations pop like never before. We're not just talking jewelry. We've got rhinestone ropes and mesh to take your bling game to, a, to the next level. And here's the twist. Listeners can use Squeeze for 15% off their first order at Stone Crazy MN, where stone means rhinestone and not just the herbal kind. So whether you're a DIY diva, a fashion fanatic, or just someone who loves a good shine, Stone Crazy MN is your go-to for all things fabulous and bedazzled. Embrace the sparkle, darling. Hashtag shine with Stone Crazy. We're back and we got the fabulous Miko in the house. Miko, how long have you been in the, I, I want to say drag scene, I kind of know, but I think I'm more interested in your musical talents because I think you are one of the most talented singers that I've encountered in my life. I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm just, how long have you been doing this? Well, thank you for that compliment, making the dude feel good. <laughs> uh, well, so I guess I'll, I'll start with drag. I've been doing drag for about 15 years here okay. in the Twin Cities. Oh, 15, wow. Yeah, I was doing the math, and I was like, "Oh, it really has you been." Old? I am. I'm old as hell. Granddaddy. Yeah, for real. But I started like really early out the gate. But singing, I actually started singing in church when I was a little kid because I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Ah, uh, Yep, and I was gay as hell, and I couldn't tell nobody about it. So I was like, "I'm just gonna sing then," because <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. So. <laughs> I just started singing and would just sing to like escape. Like I would obsessively like sing and just anything I would hear, any vocal runs, I would just copy it. Mm. Selena was an icon for me. I love that. I loved her. I and love then, Selena. Yeah. Like I just would sing every artist. I'd sit there with my little tapes and like hit record when I was on the radio so that I could listen back and learn all the vocal runs that NSYNC would do and stuff. So like, I've just been singing forever. When I was four years old, I got burned and almost died. Oh. And I've had to have like 15 surgeries, uh, plastic surgeries on my arm. And so a lot of the time I couldn't do, I had to be in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I think I did like two years in the hospital total with all the stays that I had. And so while I was in the hospital, I couldn't move because I had my burns. I, I got burned with oil. So my burns were so severe that I had to sit a certain way uh, to heal and so I'd be bored as hell and you could only get the video games for an hour at a time because we had to like share it in the wing. And then I would, so I would just sing. Mm. Oh, wow. So, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. But so that that's kind of why I was like, I'm weird because a lot of the times I couldn't do sports because I had these tissue expanders and if they, if I got hit or something, they would explode. Yeah. It's basically like a boob implant, but they put it under my skin to stretch my skin. Mm -hmm. And so like... I played really rough, and so like if I played soccer or whatever and got hit, they would explode. And it did happen because I was hyper. I was like, mm -hmm. can't stop me. 
And I just like busted my stuff and had to be in the hospital. But yeah, so singing was like the one thing that I could do when I was bored as hell in the 90s, you know, chilling at the hospital. So mm-hmm. and you also one of the co-show directors. Uh, are you co-show directing Hot Pink right now? No, but I'm like one of the main hosts. Like, I, I, oh, okay. yeah, I'm okay. hosting a lot. I haven't stepped into the producing role yet because I'm like, I have ADD. I'm not good with spreadsheets. Like, but hosting right now is kind of something that I've been working on with my band because I have a live karaoke band. Mm-hmm, and more. so we're called Hurricane Karaoke. And like, we play a lot of corporate gigs. It turns out there's actually a lot of really good money <laughs> in being the corporate, like corporate parties or like conventions. It's a great team building thing because you have people come up and sing karaoke with us. Mysterio's actually done it with us at Kieran's in the it past. Was not my best moment, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you had fun, right? Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Yeah, and the band really sounded good. They could play almost anything. We were, people, were, I was like, oh, can you play this? Can you do that? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. You can play like anything. Yeah. So like that that's how that's actually my other job when I'm not dragging. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that. And it's it's really fun. It makes me work on my hosting because like you literally have people like you're sitting up there, you're calling out names, and if people aren't getting up to the stage fast enough, you gotta like kill time and like sometimes I'll make up like raps about people. Like I'll be like, All right, Michael, you're up now, Michael, and then my band will start playing something and then I'll just riff off of that. And like make up little raps about people singing or whatever, mm-hmm. but it it puts me on my toes because we do three hour sets, mm. so I'm up there the whole time like, all right, bring it up next, blah 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 blah, and then I gotta walk these people through. Okay, here are the lyrics. If you get lost, I got you. Fifty percent of the time, they don't know what the hell they're doing, <laughs> and I'm just like, I got you, boo, I got you. I have seen so many failed attempts of people singing. What is it? We've got a bunch of rap songs right now. Uh, nothing but a G thing. Mm-hmm. We have a few of them that I'm just, they try. Or, uh, oh God, salt and pepper. What is that? Bush it. Oh, oh my, my God. I've had so many, like, especially when the employer, like employee parties where the coworkers are shit faced at that point. <laughs> and they're like, sing this one, you got. <laughs> then you get like four housewives from Edina somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And just trying to rap. I only know the chorus. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I guess I got to know this song too. Do like, Or they have the one friend. I actually played a wedding where the bride, like, she was spitting. I was like, white girl, just going hard. She's like, yeah, let's do Forgot About Dre. Let's do this. Like, and she did she do a good job? She nailed it. Okay. She was in her wedding dress. Dropping f bombs and there's little kids and I'm like it's her wedding. That's why. I, that's why I just married her. Ah, <laughs> that is dope. So like it's so interesting the people like that I meet. I mean with drag and stuff. But to kind of bring it all back, I started out singing and so now with the singing, my band, I met them through a karaoke competition at the state fair, and I won like a thousand dollars. It's called Patioke, and then like a couple weeks later, they're host singer guy was moving to South Carolina so like you want to be in the band and I was like all right sure why not and then I just I've been in the band since 2016 That's what's that? oh that is dope yeah you've also won uh international competition yeah so in 2018 I was became the first trans karaoke world champion and the year before that I was a silver medalist in the duets category oh, so um, I'm a technically somebody, a two-time gold somebody held you back because I won gold at the U.S. level, nice. but I 
No, I, I we held you back. You, I was like, when? we're not going to talk about, about Japan. <laughs> 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 would I you? Ever, I don't know who the partner was. I'm just making a joke. Would you ever go on American Idol? I've tried. There's an age limit. What? I've, I mean, I've been auditioning for TV shows since I was like, what's the age limit? 19, because 28 for American Idol. So I remember back in the day on American Idol, and I know you remember too. Was this like? This older gentleman with like salt and pepper hair, didn't yeah, he like um, went? Forgot his name. I don't know. Did they just stop it because, you know, him, I guess? Yeah. I, I mean, oh. I've tried out for The Voice multiple times. I'm surprised you haven't made The Voice yet. Yeah. I, I'm really surprised. Like, really they, surprised. They give them, yeah. anybody a chance on there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, they do an American Idol, too. Do you not know Mary Gilbo? Who, Who is that? Oh, my goodness. Movie. One of my favorite. Favorite American Idol auditions, and I'm gonna do it on cast one day. I promise you. Was she a hot? She she is this like very like meek white woman who it was a cosmetology student and she sings, I feel the earth move. Uh, It's so bad. (laughs) It's it's so bad. I'll show it to you later. (laughs) I I want to see it because it was a hot. It's absolutely amazing. It was good. No, I mean like it's funny. Oh god, God. it was amazing to watch. (laughs) Oh, I'll show you later. It's so fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) I have to see that. Yeah, I am surprised that you haven't been on any of like the major competition shows because you are like so good. Mm -hmm. You're really good. Like for real. Like you are like one of those voices that you hear. And I, I always say this, I was telling my partner the other day, like when I hear good voices, I cry or I get like emotional and goosebumps. And you're like one of those voices that's done that. And I'm like, wow, it's just surprising. Like you are not being picked to be in one of these competitions. So this is what I would like to know. Would you throw your own would you ever throw your own singing? Because I think Minneapolis, we need more queer events that are not just about being in a drag show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's something that certainly I've thought about doing an all singing show, mm-hmm. like, but like doing it on a rotation with a band. That would be dope. Because I have a band. I just need artists to do it. I think you, if you I did would it, they would come. I, yeah, because I, I, I think that's something that I'm like, trying to figure out how I would like execute that in a way where I can pay everybody, including the musicians, a good wage, but also make it accessible to people to come to listen to good music and experience drag. But yeah, that's something that I've thought about it because there is a lot of actually really talented vocalists in the Twin Cities that I don't feel get showcased. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons is like sound setup. If a space isn't set up for vocals, like you're not going to sound your best. So I know that that's kind of an obstacle. Like sometimes I'm like, if I've never sung in a space, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be extra nervous. I need a sound check because. Which I think at this point, you know, in the show business world, we should try to accommodate, especially some of these bars, boo. Because as much as I love seeing a drag performer perform, I love my drag, but I love when a performer comes out and sings on the mic and with with charisma that still is captivating as watching a drag performer perform. So I think that's something that venues need to open their mind to. Mm -hmm. It would make the shows a little more fresh and it would just bring some new... I just think we need new stuff on the scene. Well, and it's it's also a way to be creative in a completely different way. Because, like, yeah. I think one of the things where I struggle, like, finding myself as a drag king and artist of, like, kind of how do I marry these two very different businesses, in a sense, together? Like, drag is... You have to be fashionista. You have to know how to do makeup. You have to have all these things. Mm-hmm. And then we pile music on there. And, like, I can make my mixes and I can do all these other things on that side that kind of complement. Mm-hmm. Where for me, it's like the makeup. 
I did not take art classes. I opted out for the music classes. I didn't get both because, you know, we can't in this economy. (laughs) So for me, it's just like I would love to showcase more how creative I can be musically because I used to freestyle for funsies. Oh, wow. And sometimes I do that. Like if I forget the lyrics, I'll make up some stuff on the fly. Well, like the other night I forgot my lyric. I like lost my place in Valerie. And I was like, we're just going to talk about Megan the Stallion and Nikki. And I can't even <laughs> tell. People were laughing. And I'm like, I, I sometimes I get like performer amnesia where like if I'm freestyling, I'll just pop into this headspace where it's like I just flow. But don't ask me to repeat it. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> don't. Like, I have to it. tell I've had to tell my producers in the past when I'm recording. I'm like, all right, just hit record. We're just going to flow and just make sure you record everything. Cause- mm-hmm. Now, because I know you like to play with music have you because you have to do it for me one time the drake song uh, you remember we just listened to it kiki palmer remade it uh oh. then that song remake the kitchen <laughs> and miko you got the runs for it so literally have you read that have you done that yet and if you haven't can you give me a little taste a little school because ah. i'm in the mood for something zesty honey i'm like let me look up the lyrics yeah look it up look it up I literally just... It's just, funny, y'all. I can't get enough of it. Wow. When I wake up in the morning, I'm telling you, if I hear that while I'm looking at him, I'm, I'm woke. I'm like... <laughs> um, while you're doing that, I just want to segue. One of my questions, actually, for you, as someone who sings live, you tend to do that more, you know, when whenever we work together, you always have at least one round where you sing live, and you sound... You know how... I love your voice, so I never have an issue. But like you were just saying, sometimes it's the space. Sometimes it's the DJ equipment. Sometimes the batteries are just dead. There's always (laughs) a risk when you sing live. So my question is, do you ever ever get offended or does it really suck sometimes with show producers like, don't sing, just lip sync, just do drag, don't. Yeah, I generally try not to do that show unless I really like... If I, like, if it's, like, for example, like, Bad Bunny, I loved perform like, Bad mm-hmm. Bunny, the character, I love doing that. Mm-hmm. That's more of, like, I ain't gonna sing his songs, because he's not a singer, he's a rapper, I ain't gonna do that. <laughs> so it's, like, that's no big deal. Like, I'm, like, that's fine, because I'm there to do the character. But for the most part, like, I, I ask, like, hey, do you have a microphone? Do you have the ability? Because it's a part of my brand. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I go out there, like... The literally the thing that makes me stand out different is the thing that I can't do. Like I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be able to make that work. And then yeah. it's, as soon as you do, someone's gonna be right in the crowd and be like, "Oh, why are you not singing today?" It literally every. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've literally had people tell me that like they are sad that I didn't sing mm. a song. So like, it's it's sometimes weird. I I have experimented with like recording myself at home singing the song. And then playing it, mm-hmm. syncing to it. Because I was like, all right, that still gets to showcase. But it is sometimes a bummer mm-hmm. when I can't showcase my voice. Because it's like one of the things that I've worked the hardest on. And it's just, it's going to, a lot of people complimenting. And they say that my voice is like butter. It, oh, I, oh, love, I love I love hearing love that. I love your voice. It's like, I literally sit at home and do weird runs all day. Just so I have the vocal agility and the memory of like. You can tell that too, by the way, that you always working on your vocals because every time I've heard you sing, it just better and better and better and better. And that's like, 
a good reason why I think we need, because in New York, when I went to New York, they, a lot of the drag queens get a microphone and they sing live, mm -hmm. which I think is absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. That's why I think you shouldn't have a problem at all marrying your drag with your vocal talents, like at all. We might need to get some going on. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I, I I'm trying to do right now. I do have like an album out that I released back in 2020. Tell us more. It's called He Him His. I, I've like it was my first album. I've never done it before, so like I'm just glad I put something out there. But right now I'm trying to really like force myself to put more music out because I do have like I just went through a whole lot of life. Mm. Mm. like some just real tough stuff and like i need a creative outlet that i can't always do in drag it's not consumable in the same way like i feel like drag like i'm going to entertain you and a lot of the spaces that i'm in it's more about like high energy and like you know people want to hear those love songs and that suave vibe that i have but some of the stuff that i really want to sing about has a more serious tone because mm -hmm. i find like i've I've done the whole Bruno Mars, like, I'm going to be suave. I got that. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm trying to move into a more vulnerable space because I find that I can connect and reach people a lot better when I sing about shit that, like, I'm singing for my soul. Put something out. I think you yeah. should just put something out and see what happens. Yeah, I think right now that's kind of like, I'm, I've got a couple of projects that I've been, like, working on at home because I taught, I went to school, high school, where the Purpose, where I learned how to record mm -hmm. music. So, like, I have a mini recording studio in my bedroom where I write my own beats and I put it all together and write my own vocals and do my own harmonies and mix. So, like, I have a song out that I did as a joke my friend dared me to put a song together in four hours. Like I made the beat, I put the vocal lines on it, I did all the harmonies, I mixed it, and it's about the Little Mermaid. <laughs> and like I just basically was just like, all right, I'm gonna do this in four hours, and I did it, and I put it out, and she was like, okay, all right. So it's called Kiss the Girl, mm. but I perform it sometimes. So that's kind of more of like I did that for fun, but I I have some more serious stuff that I want to put out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that because. It's it just I need to get like all the stuff that I've experienced off my chest to see if somebody can relate to that. Mm -hmm. And also being like a trans person in America, like right now, it's hard. Yeah. And like, I think you were saying earlier about how people that have a different perspective, we can't we have to like have, give them some grace. And I have found that by singing about certain topics, I'm able to connect with people with music of different walks of life mm -hmm. that they can appreciate me as an artist in that way. And if I can engage in a conversation with them through my music, maybe I can get them to kind of be like, all right, like here's my human. Like I'm a human. I'm not some weirdo freak in the corner that's coming after your kids. Like uh -huh. no desire to do that. I just want to like live my life and use whatever bathroom feels good. And it's good that you said that because honestly it does work for phone drag brunches because of its daytime transition to drag. You know, we do drag in the daytime. I think we've retouched so many people in a positive ways through drag. It, it's far greater than I've ever thought because we've used our platform to show them love and acceptance and teach, you know, teach them to teach their young. Because a lot of people, when you think of a drag queen, they think of us as like groomers. They, mm -hmm. If you say, if I say, like, but I think once they get to know us as people, they see us as human. Yeah. Through our art form. So I think what you're doing is beautiful. And I think you should keep doing that because it does 
We connect in so many different ways, but music is a universal conversation. Mm -hmm. I love music and I think everyone loves it. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I feel like I've unlocked a superpower and I'm finally starting to believe in it. Yeah. Um, It's so like, I always think of like, if this was X-Men, I'd have, I'd be like the siren. (laughs) (laughs) Singing your sweet songs. Yeah, yeah, but like, (laughs) so that's something that like, I definitely think about. And I think that's why it's so important for me to put it into my drag of like, Mm -hmm. stuff that I want to sing about. You know, and I also try to bring the stuff that people want to come out and see, right? Because I'm still Miko Blaze. I'm still going to bring, I'm still going to entertain you. And now I just want to show the more sensitive time. Like I, I was thinking, I was playing around with calling it a tender queer moment. Oh, I like that. <laughs> a tender queer moment. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you know, just like, we're just going to, I don't know, like kind of want to go back a little bit to that nostalgia of like when I was in high school and angsty and went to the coffee shop at Cafetto's and had cigarettes. Like, <laughs> like I want to try to go back to that person and like, who, what, what would they write about? Oh, that's going to be beautiful when you finally like put it out. I can yeah. see you going forward with your voice. Don't stop because, you know, we need more queer artists out there to show other queer artists that you can do something with your talents. Yeah. And just because you're queer, you should not allow it to hold you back. Little Nas X. Yeah. Yeah. I really that like, moment, yeah. I really like what he's doing. And so like, I, you know, kind of on that, I'm like, all right, you're leading by example. I'm taking the cue of like, let's go. Let's. Just do it. I mean, I'm at the point, like, I, I'm going to be 37, and I'm just like, I'm at the point in life where it's like, bitch, go hard or go home. Exactly. <laughs> like, hey. you are running out of time, bitch. These knees ain't going to work for long, I mean, you know? That's right. Why well, I started this yesterday. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Let me sit down for a minute. Because you, you remember my jumping off the stage and uh-huh. being wild. Like, I can't do it like I used to. So that does not mean that I still can't allow my queerness to shine bright, honey, in a no. different way. And that's I, all it is. Yeah, it's just, man, I was hurting after that Bad Bunny because I was dancing in these platform shoes that I had never <laughs> danced in before. And I was like, all right. I ended. I had another band gig that night, and people that were at the Bad Bunny Drag Brunch were also at the, They're like, oh. oh, I recognize you from Drag Brunch. And I was like, that's hilarious. Like, yeah, this is my, you know, fourth show today. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is quite the feeling. You're like, no big deal. I'm sore, but you know, I got this. But I wasn't mad the next day, baby. I was like, all the right. It's nice, honey. Yeah, I was like, let me catch up on some bills. It's been rough. Good evening. Good <laughs> evening. I'm yep. It's- well, we have almost reached the end of the road. Before we go, we had like to shout out shows and then we have to close it out with Mysterio's rant of the week because that's something that people asked us to bring back. <laughs> so thank you so much for giving us something, Mysterio, that people love. Thank you. But let's shout out the shows. It's time for show shout outs. Um, we got shows at the Gay 90s, the ladies of the film. You can go check them out on Thursday through Sunday. Also, don't forget about So You Think You Can Drag on Wednesdays. Then we got over at Lush on Sundays, we've got Hasis. We also have their drag shows Mirage and their brunches on the weekends. And over at Saloon, we also have the lovely, lovely hot pink cast every Tuesday and Saturday, as well as many other shows like Sunday Service, which is coming up in a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. Booked, and Latin Night. Yep. Then we got shows over at Roxy's. We got Bitches and Bubbles, I believe. Mm. And then we have their show on Saturday. Do they have a show on Sunday? They have a mm-hmm. show on Sunday. I forgot the name of it, but you can check out their website. 
Sunday is bitches and bubbles. Okay, just, bitches and that. bubbles. <laughs> uh, and then we also have Genevieve Ramona loves karaoke. Karaoke on Monday. La la la. And you can catch Mysterio in the building some of those days with Genevieve at karaoke. Yeah, I might pop up and come through. Yeah. Also, Thursday's work, the work competition yeah. at the saloon. Uh, you definitely want to check that out because if you win that, you win 100 bucks. You get to be on the cast for one of our nights. And then you get into the quarterly contest, which is 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. so and don't forget about fabulous shows over at Black Heart. Yes, Black Heart at St. Paul. They have Express and a bunch of shows there. Go check out the lovely show directors, Dragged Out, and a mm -hmm. few other shows set over at Black Heart. Great cast, great people. Make sure you show them some love. Then at Lush, they got Dragged Out the Dark. Mm -hmm. And on Sundays, they got Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Uh, make sure you go check that out. And then I think they have a show on another show they have the, the, the bingo the bingos, yeah. there's also the viewing parties yes the viewing oh yeah the RuPaul saloon room. and lush saloon hosted by cariño and priscilla suc and lush hosted by either luna muse or demita sanchez and a new one over at black hearts hosted by one of my drag daughters dacry defile yeah it's so amazing you go on facebook instagram look up your local shows support all of your local entertainers um, because we love you and we need you to keep these shows going i am sorry i don't have all of the names of their shows available right now but check out wanda gag and avocado mm -hmm. they have stuff going on yeah, on yeah. as well yep. yeah they are producing a couple of different competitions i know that they're producing the mx hard on pageant which yep. is coming up soon and their um, production company is called Drag Me With a Spoon. Right. So okay. make sure you go follow Drag you. Me yes, With a Spoon on Drag Facebook. Me with a spoon. Yeah, or Instagram. Here doing it. Yeah. Uh -huh. And if, if you want to check out my bands, because I got a couple, check out Hurricane Karaoke band. You can check us out. We're all over on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Give us a follow. Also, Hurricane Blaze. And then my other band, Whale Tail. Check yeah. us out. We're going to be. Yeah, I know. It's a funny name. Funny name. Whale Tail. But yeah, that's a like a more rock band kind of a vibe. But we do everything still. So come check us out. And then support my music, Miko Blaze. You can find me on Spotify. Hit follow and check out my album. Yeah. Now it is time for Mysterio Cassidine's Rant of the Week. Roll that beautiful bean pudding. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. This is Mysterio Castanine coming to you live from the Lemon Squeeze Studios. All right. So first of all, I'd like to say thank you for asking me to bring back my rants. It's actually something that helps me be stress-free throughout the week. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that know me, you know that I'm very, very opinionated and I have a tendency to point out the worst in things. Having said that, I want to go ahead and start with everyone's favorite, Grinder. Oh, okay. here we go. All right, Grinder. So I guess it took me forever to kind of really, really come to the conclusion that Grinder is a hookup at, at least for most people who use it. I've been trying to use Grinder to meet people. So let me tell you what happened. I was on there just like the other hoes, you know, body pictures and all that stuff. You know, torso photos and everything. I used to get hit up all the time, trade pictures, dudes I want to meet up all the time. Just a week or two ago, I changed my profile. No longer into hooking up, no longer into long, endless messages, looking for love and relationship. Haven't got a single message. Not a single one. So what I want to say is a lot of guys who put profiles on Grindr always say 
that they're looking for something in particular. And when you really try to go for those things that they're supposedly looking for, friendship, relationship or whatever, it's not. That's not really what you're doing. You're just putting that on your profile so that you look better and you don't just come off as a straight up hoe. Because at the end of the day, you're just a straight up hoe. <laughs> and you're either trying to suck and fuck or flip and flop. So, you know, let's just be honest. So... <laughs> When it comes to those apps, like I need to join something like Christian Mingle or something because I want to start meeting guys who are interested in starting a life together. That's real. Go on Christian Mingle. Mm, mm, No, I probably won't be doing that. But (laughs) maybe black people meet. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I remember back in the day, you can get on a chat line and you can be on the phone all night long talking to people, okay? Oh, yeah, you are old enough to remember. Oh, <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, okay, the next thing is my favorite topic. I'm always talking about this. Let's talk about DoorDash, Uber Eats, or whatever. You've heard the term a food desert, right? Now, Minneapolis is known for having some really cool, interesting, you know, restaurants, cafes, food trucks, all that other stuff. I live right smack downtown. After a certain time, there is nowhere to get food. And I am... Not a chef by any means. Like, I can make certain things really well, but I am not a cook. I don't like to cook. So, I personally depend on delivery, right? (laughs) If I'm trying to eat after 5 o'clock, if mother's not cooking something fabulous like she's known to do, I have to order something. It doesn't matter what restaurant you order from. If you order too late, your food is going to suck. You can order McDonald's at 1 in the afternoon, and it'll be the best McDonald's you've ever had. But if you order that shit after 8 o'clock, it's going to be what was left over from 1 o'clock that day. <laughs> so it's like I'm I'm paying an extra $30, $40 in taxes and fees plus tip so that I can have what I'm thinking is going to be some fabulous, delicious double quarter pounder cheese with fries. And it gets there and it looks like something that was left over from Halloween. <laughs> Y'all's laughing, but it's very distressing as someone... <laughs> So now I'm thinking my next thing is I might start ordering those those prepackaged meals. Like, you know, they send them through like Weight Watchers and stuff or, you know, healthy eating. I don't know. I don't know. But I need I need a personal chef is what I'm saying. Maybe you should put that in your dating profile. Oh, I need you to cook. Listen, don't let me get on grinder right now. Cook and you cook for me. <laughs> I Baby, cannot cook. You know, Listen, guys out there that love to fatten up us a little tiny. Yeah. Boo, and I need it in my life, okay? <laughs> I need it all inside of me, and I don't mean. <laughs> you got to put food, cook man. for me so we can flip flop. Listen. You can cook. We might. I'll say this if you cook well enough, I will flip and flop, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Hear me now. Flip and flop, Cassidine. Oh, but hey, (laughs) hey, just don't call me that on stage. You ain't got no food, man. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta get the food right. right. What I need is my own personal vehicle so I can start going to these fabulous restaurants. And because the best places you can't order from. (sighs) Okay. Do you feel, have you vented? Do you feel great? Uh, No, I have one more. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I do have one more. Get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. Uber is another one. I. As drag performers, we have to go around. Now, mind you, shame on me. It's time for me to get a car, and I'm I'm going to be working on that. Camille, you don't have that problem. You be whipping and, and rolling, baby. Baby, I love the liberty. I know it. Camille was like, well, I'll see you on Monday. I'm going to Chicago. I was like, oh, you just go up and go to Chicago? Yeah, girl, I got a car. Vroom. <laughs> 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 Can I ride with you? No, girl, Greyhound has tickets. <laughs> 
as a drag performer, you know, you find yourself having to go all over town. I had to basically stop taking bookings in Duluth because it got to a point where I didn't have a steady ride. And no matter what they say, North Star and Greyhound is not the way. And Duluth is right there. Those things are not the way. Okay, let me tell you. So my issue actually is with Uber drivers. I take Uber a lot. I always try to tip. I always try to give five stars. My really big question, I just want to ask all Uber drivers, if you're driving in an Uber, there's only really a couple things that you should be doing. Your car should smell nice. It shouldn't look like you just got out of an accident on your way here. And don't be on the phone when you're driving. Oh my if you have like an earbud in and you're talking, when I get in, they be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm having a private conversation. That's cool, as long as you're silent and everything. But you got this chick on the speakerphone. Y'all talk about what y'all gonna have for dinner tonight. What time did you go pick up the kids? I left the shoes at the gym. I need you to go swing by. And then, mind you, I think other cultures are beautiful. I think other languages are beautiful. But when you get into a car with someone and you can't even understand the language, it just makes it worse. Because it's like, are y'all, are you talking about me right now? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> so, yes, that's my rant for this week. And you heard it here. <laughs> After the Memphis Squeeze, tune in next week for E.O. Mysterio's Rant of the Week. You all, I'm snacking, I'm not going to lie, because I got the straight munchies. Mm -hmm. It has been an absolute pleasure having my special guest here, Miko Blaze. Yes, Miko, thank you so much for being and here. And usually, I like to tell people to go and drink their juice. As always, go drink your juice, Shelby. But we're going to end this thing off special because Miko can sing, and he has to sing us out. As always, like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you leave comments and let us know what you think. And Miko... Take it away. All right, right. Mm -hmm. Check, check, check. So, let that coochie breathe. Shake that ass, bitch. Hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. Shake that booty, girl. I don't know the rest of the words, but like you know what? Shake that. Shake that booty. If you if you if you yes. listening right now, yes. I want you to shake that ass with me. Shake that ass with me. You know what? You know what my version is gonna be. Spin that ass over. Drink that juice, please. <laughs> Listen to that lemon squeeze. <laughs> Good night. We love you so much. <laughs>